live a true and just life speaking truth, but don't go mislabeling and changing things and saying like, well, we're going to start saying the sky is green and you better believe it. Welcome to the Men of Conviction podcast. Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Cordell. Welcome to the Men of Conviction podcast. We're a couple of guys having a conversation about living life with intention and purpose, taking along the journey as we endeavor to do that and sharing with you so that you can do the same. Uh, Today, we're talking about Let's see. Look at my notes here. Uh, hate speech is that what, is that what we're going with? <laughs> we're going speaking, with hate speech. Speaking about hate speech. Here's the deal, guys. Hate speech is not a real thing. Hold on. Wait, you, wait, wait. You mean to tell me that hate speech is not a thing? Hate speech is not real in the sense of legalized, criminalized, a definable term. Definable term. Yeah. Hate speech is not real because we look around the world, and I think what happens here's what I think happens, man. I think that. I think that the media, government, these narratives, they they use a word that like if you hear it, you're like, well, obviously I know what that means. Like if, if I hear the word hate speech, like just by default, even like today with what I believe, if I hear the word hate speech, I'm like, well, obviously I know what, what kind of speech is hateful. And they make it sound like it makes so much sense. But you have to kind of remove yourself and look at these situations objectively and be like, well, what are we defining as hate speech? I mean, my 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 kids, they, they call each other stupid and poo-poo heads They're and stuff go to like jail. that. They're going to go to prison And, for that. I mean, to each of them, that's hate speech. That's mean. So, like, I mean, when you when you really define hate speech as something that's mean and hurts my feelings, it's insensitive to, to, to my thoughts. That's what hate speech kind of is. It's like it's insensitive. It makes me feel less than. Mm-hmm. So my kids, they they throw hate speech at each other all day. Okay. There's hate speech warriors. Hate speechers. <laughs> but like, I mean, like you're stupid. You you know you're ugly, and it's like you're not coming to my birthday party. And you're not invited. Yeah, I get uninvited to my kids' birthday parties all the time. I wonder when that's going to stop. Uh, maybe never. I don't know. When you stop paying for it, I guess. <laughs> um, but but yeah, but then you get into obviously in in today's world we got hate speech being thrown around with regards to race, with regards to gender, with regards to sexual identity, and all these different categories are they need to be safe, and we can't allow hate speech to go around there. Um, and I feel like I can talk on this because you know as a non-white person there could be racial slurs thrown my way and that would be in some people's book hate speech and so that's where it gets weird because like are there hateful words yes can we create a defined legal legalistic criminalizable hate speech no uh, uh, yeah uh, well I think they tr- let's try They're trying to they try to but I don't think that is actually appropriate because we were we were founded based on the freedom of speech. And, and I think that we're trying to say, well, but some things really hurt people's feelings. Some things are really mean. They're just, they're too mean. They're hateful. But where I understand this to be going and where it's already happening in other parts of the world is that once you open the door to legalizing or criminalizing speech, I guess that's you're criminalizing. You're not making it legal. You're criminalizing speech. There's no end. And because once you say that like a racial slur is criminal is a criminal offense, when when do you when do you get to like a religious text is hateful? When do you get to the fact that like or not fact, when do you get to the idea that like you can't speak about your church 
outside of your church. You can't speak about your your kid's school outside of like it's it becomes a, a basically a blank check to criminalize whatever you want. All of a sudden you can't you can't talk about the government. Also, you can't talk about the news. That's what also, I was thinking about as a government. I was thinking about our big recent example of COVID, about how all of a sudden people are like, you take the shot, you don't take the shot, and both sides are like, they're the, they're the bad people. Yeah. And it's like, well, and then the government's bad, and then they're the bad people. And it's like we're going at each other for a reason of like, I take the sh- I don't want to take the shot for, you don't care about the reason. I don't want to take the shot. Well, they're terrible. I want to take the shot. That's stupid. Sheeple. You know, like, like it's Sheeple. like. I forgot about that word. You, Sheeple. Yeah. Like you go, you go back and forth about. That's hateful, by the way. That's hate speech. Sheeple. All of it is, you know, all of it's because it offended me because I didn't like the way it sounded because what you said should never be said to a human being. And that may be true, but at the same time, you don't get to dictate what someone says or doesn't say. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of the bottom line. So the reason this came up, I saw this article, uh, a new poll conducted for Newsweek shows more millennials think misgendering should be a criminal offense. 44% of those between the ages of 25 and 34 thought incorrectly identifying someone's gender should be criminal. Which, by the way, this is kind of an outlier because overall, the whole survey, 19% of people thought misgendering should be criminal, which still is like 20%, one-fifth of people. That's still a lot. But it's a lot. the 44% is definitely um, excessive for this age group, 25 to 34. Um, but that's what I would ask these people is like, okay, let's just let's give you that. Let's just say that you're correct that hurting someone's feelings by misgendering them is bad enough that we criminalize it. There's some sort of penalty, whether it's a fine, whether it's a day in jail, whether it's, it, it constitutes legal action, you can sue someone for damages. Okay, I'll give you it. Let's just say that I'm on the same page. What's next? What do we criminalize next? When do we criminalize the COVID talk? When do we criminalize the religion talk? When do we criminalize racial? Like, when do we criminalize the rest of it? And the, I'm sure the response I get is like, well, no, 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 no. that's like, that's too much. We wouldn't go that far. But I I can guarantee you in the nineties we would be talking about misgendering somebody as even being like a problem. So well, especially if you go back a couple nineties and <laughs> do do it. <laughs> if you go back a few nineties, then it definitely yeah, wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. Go, <laughs> the nineteen nineties and eighteen ninety. <laughs> yeah, you would be like misgendering somebody you're like what in the world happened and i think that's where it gets really interesting it's like you know like yeah it's like what road are we going down here saying that these things are okay because in the same breath was that on uh was it nbc it's getting slammed right now for for the um for saying that people they they (laughs) it's been studied and proven that you cannot change your race but clearly you could change your gender so, like, who's creating this narrative of what's true and what's not? Like, so, like, if you could say, like, hey, it's not really possible to change. Because, like, was it, this girl or something, you read this this article about this girl or something. Like, you, you tell the story. You know it better. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I, I read it briefly because I, I had to stop. I had to get out of there. Um, But, so, yeah, the article says that they interviewed this, this, this woman, this girl, and she, like, was born in Ukraine, lives in Maryland, I think. And she identifies as Asian. I guess she's not Asian. I guess being born in Ukraine is not Asian. So she identifies as Asian. So she listens to lo-fi music. I don't know what that is exactly, but I guess it's an Asian thing. And she looks at Asian scenery and pictures, and and she consumes Asian content. Like when she's sleeping. 
Oh uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was part of it. She's sleeping and listening to music, but she feels like she she feels she's changing. Her hair, her hair color is changing. Her eyesight is changing, and her eyelids are changing. Is what she said. But I mean, I like I'm kind of annoyed because NBC labels they said this article is being written to make her sound like a lunatic. Like NBC is writing this article, being like, "There's a weird thing going on. People are trying to change their race." And they're like adamant that we've talked to we've talked to professionals and doctors and we talked to the right people and they've all said that you can't change your race. Yet at the exact same time on NBC's website, you go to another article that has all the experts and doctors and clinicians and psychologists telling you that you can change your gender. Sounds not adding up. So that's where I think this this idea. Let's let's bring it in. Let's bring it in. This idea. I don't. I don't. I'm not really that focused on whether you criminalize um, misgendering someone. I, do I think? Do I think we should do? It? Absolutely not. We shouldn't be criminalizing any speech beyond this that we've already defined as like you know calls to calls to action for harm or or danger. That's that's fine. But the point here is that someone, something, some force is trying to change truth. There's something going on, like the media, the government. They're all trying to. They're all trying to alter what truth is, because how do we, at one point, basically at the exact same point, say that transgenderism is real, valid, and a concern, and we need to make, be taking care of the mental health of these people? Yet trans racism is complete garbage. It's lunacy. That's lunacy. We need these people need psychological help to convince them this is wrong. How are they different? I don't, I don't know. Because, well, uh, well, that, that's a whole different can of wax about like how do we come up with race anyway? Yeah, you that's, know, that's a whole different can of wax because like almost the whole the whole idea of race being a thing is a made up cultural thing mm-hmm. that we have. You know, like just that's a whole different can of worms. You want to go down that one on the internet? So like even race in and of itself is like a it's a more of a it's an interesting thing that's made up, but they're like, you can't change that. Cause you gotta yeah. stay, you gotta ah. stay where you are. But if you want to, you know, you want to change how you, you know, your sexuality. Cool. You know, I bet, I bet if they had a surgery to change the color of your skin, I bet you transracial would be just as popular as transgenderism is in the media's eyes, but they haven't figured out how to make a profit on that one yet. So for now they gotta keep lids on that. They gotta be lit on that. They're like, Hey, I'll just quiet down over there. Cause they gotta be able to go both ways or yeah. always. Oh, darker, lighter, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> da, 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 whatever, <laughs> whatever they got to do. But here's the deal. But yeah, here's the deal. Like we men specifically, because men are called to lead their family, their, lead their community, be engaged, be involved. You got to be aware of others trying to use truth as a weapon, trying to alter what truth is, trying to weaponize truth, trying to mischaracterize what truth is. And you need to you need to know for yourself what's true, where your truth lies, where your foundation lies, because clearly, I mean, I don't think we need any more evidence. Clearly, like they air quotes, they I don't know who it is. I, I'm I still don't understand if it's just like whoever they are, as one famous comedian said. Yeah, whoever <laughs> they are. Yeah, I don't I don't I'm, I'm I still wonder, man. I'm like this almost feels too orchestrated to be accidentally a bunch of different people. But anyway. There's clearly an intent, an agenda, a movement to redefine facts and truth for whatever the current narrative needs. 
in right. life. However, somebody, somebody, somewhere can make some money off of it. It's what yeah. it seems like because you got to put you in groups so that way you can identify as your group. You can that group will buy these these things if we do these things. Whatever I don't know. And then also we have these these lifelong surgeries, operations, medical care that's needed for this other group. So this is great for our medical community. So this is fantastic. And 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 you know we want to validate these people and who they are and how they feel and <laughs> all these other you know all these things. But then if you say something about it, it's wrong. And so the thing is, we got to be able to speak truth. We got to know where our foundational truth is, and I believe it's in the in the Word of God in the Bible. And so I'll just say that out there, point blank, so that you know, like, hey, if you want to find foundational truth about where some of these things lie, it's like, yeah, there's there's going to be different nations and all those things. That's this in the Bible, but as far as like, hey, you know, you're changing race, gender, and all this, that's not that's not there. And and just because science has quote unquote advanced so much that you can you can change someone's gender where none of it really works anyway. Um, you know, like it doesn't work reproductively speaking, you know, so to speak. Um, it doesn't make any sense. You're not really, you didn't really change anything. It's interesting. We have just a cosmetic surgery. Yeah. We haven't actually, it's interesting because we haven't actually figured out a way to change the design from God for your body. We, we can make it look a little different, but like the God given like purpose and design of your body, like we, we can't actually alter that. It's interesting because, like, you know, you would think if it was just happenstance, we would have figured it out. How do we make men have babies and have women not have babies? I don't know. But um, what I what I think is important because, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, man. It, it comes out to biblical understanding. But you know what else is in the Bible? The in the Bible we have love for your neighbor. We have community. We have making disciples of all nations. We have these calls to action that require us to not lock ourselves up and ignore the craziness of the world but instead take our foundation our truth our understanding and go give that to everybody else because something out there is trying to indoctrinate the world into something usually it's things that that benefit them whether it's money they're making pills they're selling or whatever it is so how do we give the counter to that how do we go give a actual truth that doesn't require somebody to sell their soul and sell their everything they own to pay us money for this foundation and the salvation that comes from God? Because that's the only truth that is truth. And it's the only truth that's going to counter this fabrication in the world of trying to shut us all up in a sense. Yeah, I think that's the important part of the community thing. I mean, I'm hearing you say that. It's like uh, what I feel is a lot of times that what we see is we want to avoid the confrontation or the fight or the battle, you know, and it's like I get it. Like we're not supposed to go out there and just look for fights all the time and live a life where, man, I just want to look for somebody to fight, you know. But at the same time, it's, it's like it's like the fight's always going on and we got to live our lives in a way that is, is – um, that's attractive in a way to everybody to like, I want to, man, Alex sure is happy all the time. I want to be more like Alex. Uh, Cordell sure is happy. He sure has had a lot of time, good times with his kids. I want to be more like that. Make our lives the lives that people are envying. Don't, don't let the, the envious life be. And I don't think envy is a good thing, right? Anyway, but don't let the thing um, be to pursue a life of that is it goes against foundational truth. Stand up for that when you need to. And live your life according to the joy and the truth and the principles that that are are true and found in the Bible outside of that. Just live live that way. Live a true and just life, speaking truth 
but don't go mislabeling and changing things and saying like, well, we're going to start saying the sky is green and you better believe it. Take that pill and swallow it. Take that pill and pay us a lot of money along the way. Here's the deal. Every time we mention the Bible, God, Christianity on the podcast, we get we usually get some some mean comments. So here's the here's the call to action for this this episode here. Um if you if you agree with us, you believe what we believe that that ultimate truth foundation is found in the word of God, leave a comment. Be like, yeah, I'm right there with you. If you don't agree, I challenge you to leave a comment telling us where else in the world you can find a foundational truth that can apply outside of your own personal opinion. What else can you use as a biblical, as a foundational truth? Can't be biblical, obviously, but um, where do you find that objective truth? Not well. I I think that we all agree that this. No, no, no. Where's another objective truth, an objective foundation for truth in the world that exists? Um, so yeah, leave us a comment. If you, if you like this episode, leave a leave a like and a subscription on that YouTube page, and we will keep the conversation going around living life with purpose and intention. And we're going to keep talking because we still have freedom of speech. Yeah, until we get criminalized because we're hurting somebody's feelings. That's right. So grow this movement. Talk to your neighbors. Let's build a community. We are the Men of Conviction Podcast. Catch you all next time. We out!